Today's episode is being sponsored by the Embracing Awkward podcast. Do you get anxious in social situations? Has anyone ever called you awkward? Well, then this is the show for you. Embracing Awkward is a podcast for socially anxious, awkward, and introverted folk where I talk about the unique issues we often face as a result of our quote-unquote condition. I also discuss valuable tools you can use to recognize negative thought patterns and reframe them in a positive way so you can learn to embrace your awkward. Over 40% of the U.S. population identifies as introverts, and according to the National Institute of Mental Health, 7% of the U.S. population has social anxiety disorder. That's a little over 23 million people. So you're not alone. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to give you something to listen to on your morning commute. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then make sure to subscribe to Embracing Awkward on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. passengers and welcome aboard the self-growth train a podcast that combines personal stories opinions and research in order to better guide you through your self-growth journey my name is Frances Maria Rivera Pacheco and I am your tour guide first I want to say thank you so much for tuning back in for the last episode of season number four the season of dealing as you know it has definitely been a journey throughout these last 24 episodes. Yes, 24 episodes. And what better way to celebrate than by having our first sponsor? Probably haven't had the chance to listen to her podcast yet, Embracing Awkward, but let me tell you, it is an amazing podcast and it goes so well with mine. So definitely, if you struggle with anxiety, if you want more resources, if you just want another podcast that you can listen to, go on ahead to Mooney's podcast, Embracing Awkward, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. I also wanted to take a second really quick before we get started to remind you to go back to seasons number one, two, and three, and the previous episodes in this season, season number four. Take a listen, and once you do, you should definitely go over to either Apple Podcasts or to Podcaster and leave me a five-star review. If you don't think that I deserve a five-star review, that is totally okay. I'm not going to get mad. Go ahead and give me however many stars you think I deserve, but make sure you write one or two sentences on what I can improve because at the end of the day, that is the purpose of this podcast. And today I am going to be doing this episode alone. So bear with me because it's been a bit since I have done it alone, but I'm definitely excited to keep, you know, keep things fresh in the podcast. Of course, today's topic goes very deep into my heart, and that is insecurities. Insecurity is defined by the Oxford Language Dictionary as the uncertainty or anxiety about oneself, the lack of confidence. And let me tell you, my dear passengers, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I personally have this belief that if things are going okay, then shouldn't my insecurities be lower? Well, I guess not. (laughs) Because that's recently what has been happening. When it comes to my love life, it is the best that it has been, I'm talking about ever, okay? Um, When I'm talking about my work life, uh, it's up and down. My personal life, 
it's up and down too. But overall, if you really look at things from a big perspective, there's a lot of aspects in my life that I'm doing the quote-unquote best in, right? So it's intriguing because in my head, if I'm doing the best in almost all of the aspects in my life, then how come I'm feeling so insecure? Like, I feel insecure all the time, but all of a sudden, I just feel like there has been like this increase out of nowhere. So I started to ponder, right? And I started thinking, okay, well, how does this make sense? And I started researching. And actually, it makes a lot of sense. In her article on Psychology Today, The Three Most Common Causes of Insecurity and How to Beat Them, Dr. Melanie Greenberg, a psychologist, author, and life business coach, explores the three most common types of insecurities and gives us tools to help us bounce back whenever we're feeling down about ourselves. As a means of giving you guys a little recap, I will be touching only upon the three different types of insecurities, how I have personally dealt with them, and some of the tools that she mentions. So bear with me, because it's a lot. (laughs) Type 1, insecurity based on recent failure or rejection. Girl, this one I feel on my soul. Because remember how I said that everything has been going good, but there are days that it goes down? After reading her whole article, I realized, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Because if everything is going pretty good, right, and then all of a sudden something bad happens, I'm definitely going to start feeling insecure because I don't want to lose that. Does that make sense? And I don't know about you, but I struggle with this one a lot. I feel like this type of insecurity is my biggest one. Um, And One of the things that I'm personally working with my counselor is on how to reframe thoughts or how to redirect thoughts because a lot of times I get into this rabbit hole of even though I'm only quote unquote insecure about a recent rejection or failure, all of a sudden I'm starting to remember every single one. And listen, I'm 27 years old. So trust me when I say there has been a lot of them. And, you know, for this specific type of insecurity, she gives six tools that you can use in order to overcome it. Um, But again, in the hopes of trying to keep this as short as possible, um, I'm only going to say two of them. And those two have actually worked for me very, very much. And the first one is to reach out to friends and family for distraction and comfort. And listen, a lot of times it helps to be around the people that love you and that you love. I know if you struggle like me with feeling like a burden, this one can sometimes feel too daunting, but I can guarantee you that in those moments where it feels like you're going down a very, very big rabbit hole, what better way to get yourself out of there than by being with the people that you love? The second one that I'm going to mention is get out and engage with life, following your interests and curiosity. You know, this one is very important because... One of the main things about being stuck in a rabbit hole is that you forget that life is still happening around you, okay? Yes, like in that moment for you, it may feel suffocating. It may feel like there's no end. It may feel like nothing is ever going to be okay. But if you look around you, life is still happening. So in the moment that somebody 
brings you back to the fact that life is going on around you. Or if you're the type of person that notices it, you should definitely go out of your way to, I don't know, take a walk, cook something different, take a class, maybe like yoga, maybe dancing, definitely theater. Go ahead and try theater if you haven't because it's amazing. But just dabble in something that you have been curious about or something that like catches your attention because the chances are that once you find something new, you will start to feel better and you will be more open to exploring. And hey, if you fail at that too, because you know, like you never know if you might fail at it, then you know that there's always going to be something else that you can try. So it kind of like reinforces the belief that whatever you're doing, you're still growing, you're still moving, and you're still progressing. The second type of insecurity that she covers is the lack of confidence because of social anxiety. Now this one, I struggle with primarily when it comes to work or slash intelligence or slash success. Now, let me explain. Let me give you a little background. So back when I was little, right, from a very young age, I've always been told that you are so smart. You're so intelligent. They did like those IQ tests. I apparently have like a high IQ. Cool. So I grew up with this mentality of, I'm a very smart person, right? And then if you start going to school and you keep getting all A's, it kind of reinforces it. And then people around you are like, wow, Francis, like you're so smart. You're so intelligent. You are going places, right? Well, now look at me at 27. And don't get me wrong. I have accomplished stuff and I'm proud of those stuff. But notice how I'm diminishing it by just calling it stuff. Yeah, that's a problem. Because sometimes when I'm put in social situations, especially around family or especially when I go to colleges or where I am networking and people want to talk about their accolades, like whether they have degrees or certificates and stuff. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, I have an AA and I quit my corporate job and now I have a job sometimes and sometimes I don't. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like I'm stable. <laughs> so it definitely gets into my self-confidence, which in turn, um, it gets me in my head. And then I start telling myself like, wow, like you were supposed to be like this very big thing and look at you now. And again, don't get me wrong. I know that I am working towards something. Like, so for example, with this podcast, I started this podcast back in December 22nd, 2020 right? Well, technically I started it a bit before it because it was like in preparation for the release and everything. But anyways, I started way back, but I have to be honest with myself. I haven't been super focused on this podcast until last year at the end of the year when I was like, okay, really, really let's work on this. Right. And so now this year I'm starting to pick up again. So I am aware that I'm working towards my goals. And when I am alone with myself and like my critic, um, I am able to like debate with it and be like, no, 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 I'm going places. No, I'm taking my time. No, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But put me in a room where people are constantly pointing out that you're not where you wanted to be a year ago or you're not where you should be, which is a word that I hate. But like when they're like, yeah, you should have had this. You should do this. You should. Ah, it just, it kills me because I'm like, you don't think I know. You don't think I feel this way. And so then that's when 
I just become my worst enemy. And I'm like, Francis Maria Rivera Pacheco, you should have done this. You should have done that. And it's so bad because by doing that, by chastising myself, I'm not helping myself. If anything, I'm hindering myself from moving forward. And again, I'm only going to give you two of the tools that she mentions on her article. Um, but the first one is to talk back to your inner critic. And again, when I am alone with my inner critic and I am able to stand up for myself, everything's great. <laughs> but after going to a social event and hearing all of this, it becomes a little bit more, more intense and it becomes less effective, honestly, which, you know, sometimes it makes me not want to go to these social events, but avoiding the situation is not really going to help with your insecurity, you know? So definitely don't do that. What I will say to do is this other goal that she mentions, and this one has actually helped me very recently, is setting yourself a limited realistic goal. So sometimes because in the past we were able to accomplish a goal or we were able to accomplish a thing within the time frame, we think that now we should be able to still do it. So let me give you the example of steps. Recently, I've noticed that I've become very, very sedimentary. So I was like, you know what? I want to do 10,000 steps a day because back in 2018, I was able to do 20,000 steps a day with no problem. I wasn't huffing and puffing. I wasn't a character out of <laughs> out of the, um, the story with the wolf and the pigs. I, I literally, I was fit. I was good. So by putting a 10,000 um, goal per day, I thought I was doing myself a favor, right? Well, tell me why. Every single time I tried, the closest I would get was maybe 7,000. But definitely, I would be able to reach, if not 6,000, then pretty close to 6,000. So at that point, I was like, okay, Francis, you're really setting up yourself in, for failure if you keep having this high view of it's either 10,000 or nothing, right? So what I did was is I switched it to 6,000. And don't get me wrong, that's not my ending goal. That's just my starting goal. Like, I want to make sure that I'm able to reach those 6,000 because I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to want to push myself a little bit further to get more. And that's exactly what has been happening. Every single day, I do more than 6,000. And slowly but surely, I know that there will be the day that I will reach the 10,000. But for now, my focus is going to be those 6,000. So whatever goal you're setting for yourself, in your life, whether it be your personal life or your work life, definitely look at the goals that you're setting up for yourself. Are they realistic? Are they limited? Are they things that you can hold yourself accountable for? Because if not, why are you being your worst enemy? Why are you trying to prevent yourself from succeeding, right? You need to become your own best friend. So if you haven't done so already, definitely sit down and write all of your goals. And then right beside those goals, write a specific, specific limitations or realities that go with it. So if you want to lose weight and your goal is to lose 100 pounds, please don't say that you want to lose it within a week. Because first of all, that's not realistic and that's not healthy, right? This is just, I'm giving you examples in regards to exercise just because I use the steps. But this applies to everything. And if you ever need help, go back to my episode in season number one. I want to say it was the one about planning. 
Yes, I think it was either the power of planning or the power of routine. One of the two. I will put them on the episode's description for you. But on one of them, I discuss how to set proper goals. All right. Definitely go and listen if you're struggling with setting proper goals. And as you can tell, even though I made an episode about it, I still struggle with it. So just know you're not alone. This is a journey of learning and growing. And it might take a lot of time or it might take, I don't know, a couple of tries. So I'm here for you. You're here for me. We're here together. And what else can I say? I'm so happy to have you here. So for the last type of insecurity, you know, the third type of insecurity that she talks about is the insecurity driven by perfectionism. All right, anyone that can hop on that train, let me hear you say, shoo shoo. Because listen, if I am the train conductor of anything in my life, it's definitely the train to perfectionism. <laughs> and listen, I am not proud of it, but I am highly aware of it. In fact, when I first started this podcast, I prevented myself from succeeding so much. And again, I know you know that there's a lot of flaws within this podcast, like the audio, um, the inconsistency of how many episodes I post, um, sometimes also the structure of it. And trust me, I am aware of every single thing to the teeth. Sometimes I don't sleep because I'm like, oh no, today is going to be like a different setup and it's going to mess with my mind. But you know what I realized? If it was something that was only mine, I'm not excusing my perfectionism, but I can understand it better because when it's mine, I definitely want it to just be mine and I want it to be perfect, right? But as I started getting comments from you guys or as I started getting DMs or just text messages, depending if, if you know me personally, of people telling me, how much this podcast was helping them, whether it was because they needed to hear somebody say that they were going through the same thing, or they just needed a pick-me-up, or they just needed to hear different tools that they could potentially use in the future if they felt a certain way. I started realizing that I was doing myself a disservice, and I started kind of like restructuring myself and my perfectionist mind frame. Now, mind you, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and that's the, that's the biggest and most important lesson that we have to take out of this. And it's the most beautiful lesson um, that this podcast, which is a product of my imperfection, right, will also be imperfect in that if I keep striving for perfectionism, I'm going to keep preventing myself from putting stuff out there from putting resources, tools, episodes, stories, and just opinion out there that might help someone get through their day. And the moment I realized that my vision and mission had expanded, I started to be more kind towards myself. Now, do I still struggle with it? Absolutely. Like even today's episode was a big insecurity for me because I'm a little OCD. So If you go back to season one, two, three, and now four, right? First season, I did all of the episodes by myself, right? So that was the setup for that one. Second season, I did it with guests. The third season, it was one episode with guests, 
one by myself, right? And then this season was supposed to be every single episode with a guest. So now we're in episode six, which is this one right now, dealing with insecurities, and the people that were supposed to be on this epo- episode, and the people that were supposed to be in this episode, yes, you heard that right, people, because people kept canceling. So I was like, okay, well, then I have this other person. They never made it. So I just kept holding on to that perfectionism of, well, the whole setup for season number four is that I have a guest on every single episode. So therefore, if I don't have a guest, then I shouldn't be recording this episode. But the reality is, like, I have no control over other people. I can only control myself, right? And again, I've been getting some beautiful, amazing messages. And also, I got this sponsorship that kind of pushed me to face that insecurity and just say, you know what? My purpose with this podcast is not to be perfect. My purpose for this podcast is to make sure that there is a tool for someone out there that might need it today. And if they don't need it today, somebody else might need it. And if they don't need it today, someday they might need it. And just the fact that I am able to provide that for them makes me so happy. And it makes me so intent into putting episodes out and going deeper into my research, going to the library. I'm actually literally parked outside of the library right now because I was going to do more research for next season. So It has motivated me in ways that my perfectionism would have never even come close to it, okay? Because the only thing that my perfectionism has motivated is literally um, leaving things for the end, aka procrastinating, and second, hindering my progress. So definitely, whatever you're feeling like you need to be perfect about, reflect on that, you know, my dear passenger? Because honestly, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be put out there. But if you struggle like me, let me give you two of the four tools that she tells us to use in order to combat perfectionism. The first one is to try to find the gray areas. In my case, I realized that my vision and mission were more important than perfectionism. So I just went ahead and started focusing just on that. But hey, maybe in your case, it's going to be something different. And the second tool is that you start evaluating yourself based on how much effort you put in instead of on the outcome. Again, I have put a lot of time, resources, and talent into researching for this podcast. The outcome has not reached the goal that I have in mind, but I am aware that I'm working towards it. And if I focus on that, It's going to help me with the perfectionism because it means that I am working on my craft and I am getting better and I am learning more, right? So it also calms down the idea of like, you're not doing anything because you're not accomplishing anything. No, that's not true. I'm doing a lot and I will accomplish a lot. It just takes time. Can I get a shoo-shoo? Well, my dear passengers, the time has come to reflect for a couple of minutes on all that I covered on this episode. First, I want to say thank you for being here today. Self-growth is an endless journey towards self-improvement. However, you don't ever have to do it alone. As your tour guide, my goal is to guide you with the best intentions and the best research available. Today, we learned about dealing with our insecurities. 
We now know that although these insecurities can affect our self-growth, we can still find ways to use them in our favor. In fact, reaching out to loved ones for comfort, engaging with life, talking with our inner critic, setting realistic goals, evaluating ourselves based on effort, and finding the great areas are great ways to start. By challenging your insecurities with kindness, awareness, and intention, you're more likely to succeed. Remember, perfection is a farce, so don't get trapped in its tempting disguise. So tell me, dear passenger, what is your biggest insecurity? Please make sure to send me your response at my email, theselfgrowthtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I would really love to hear your stories and the types of topics you will be interested in hearing about in the future. If you like this episode and you can't wait to hear more, please subscribe or follow below and come back next Tuesday. You can also follow me on Instagram at the self Train Podcast. All the resources used today have been added to the episode's description. Well, until the next up, dear passenger, safe travels. Bye.